Maybe. Let's pray. We'll see. The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And here we are, Adventures from the Shed online, coming at you with our regular cast of folks. And we are continuing Jason's uh, adventure in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition in the Aridan Empire. Take us away, Jason. Hey, all right. Well, welcome back to our adventure here. Our group has been into some quite heavy shenanigans over the past uh, several games and have escaped death narrowly, now I think at least two times. So, uh, you know, we're right on track for everyone to die tonight. Um, I'm just kidding, of course. I don't do those kind of things. And with that, let's go ahead and introduce everybody. I think uh, the man who always kicks us off, Chris, is the first. Hey, everybody. This is Chris. I'm playing Ophidian. The Yuan-Ti Pureblood Rogue, who sometimes speaks with a lisp. Uh, not really. Lisp. <laughs> does, does now. Now it's canon. Yeah. A character trait as inconsistent as their costumes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eli. I'll be playing Ray's Bard Tiefling with a penchant for murdering his closest associates. <laughs> <laughs> I am Joe. I'm playing Rolex, the war-forged artificer who was never there. I'm Randy, and I play Les, the detective, I mean, the fighter, because <laughs> he's not really a detective, uh, ex-soldier. Um, yeah, and I'm going to try not to get killed by Ray's. Yeah, no, he definitely proved that he wasn't a detective last game. Uh, that's for sure. Um, he's definitely a cat person, though. Definitely a cat person. Well, he thinks he's a cat person. We're not sure if he is. I mean, you get like an eight on that. one roll and a decent roll in the rest of them, and it's just like, oh, nope, you failed completely. Sorry. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> well, let's be honest. You didn't roll anything very well during that entire investigation. No. no. <laughs> the killer was just one step ahead of you. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the killer technically could have been right standing right next to him like it was, and he would never have known <laughs> what he rolled that day. But anyways, uh, let's do a quick recap here. Since uh, Chris is the man with the notes here, we'll go ahead and go to him because... <laughs> One time I don't take great notes. Oh, no, no. I was, going, I, was, I, was, I was trying to make you look good because you're the one who takes the notes. Yeah, I try to, then sometimes just turns into shorthand garbage. He said he had uh, great nuts, not great notes. No, that's uh, true. Uh, uh, I Put those we, can't, on we, can't, we, can't, we can't share those on these things. So this is a family stream, right, Joe? Great I am nuts. mostly explicit it's family stream. Great it's audio stream. Explicit, explicit family stream. Okay. It's an audio stream. I guess I'll put my mic down there. I said uh, grape. <laughs> grape. <laughs> I love grape nuts. Uh, okay, so I, I remember uh, we, tr- we were trying to escape. Uh, what? I don't remember the building. Were we back at the stew and pearl? I don't even remember that. No, no, you were at the meat and mash. Yeah, you were at the meat and mash. So uh, the characters were trying to get out of uh, the building where Ray's decided to murder somebody. I can't think that's what happened. Uh, and the winter, winter, winter guard showed up and tried to lock the building down with some obsidian guard. And they were going to, you know, they said they were just going to disable some people. It turned out they killed a bunch of uh, innocent civilians. And I guess that's all they killed, innocent civilians. So the characters nearly escaped uh, from getting, uh, I can't remember the name of the poison that was put into the building. Uh, so we, we escaped out and made our way back to the Stew and Pearl to regroup. And we're trying to get some more information on Antiva, who was a part of the Zetleta Drow clan family. And the, the characters decided to head to the Breaking Waves Monastery or Breaking Wind Monastery, maybe sometimes it's known. 
in District 12. So we ended up at the uh, Brickways Monastery to talk to uh, an elderly man called Tulsi. I think that was his name. Tulsi, yes, Tulsi. Uh, who has uh, some mechanical parts to him. It's interesting. He's almost part Warforge and part human. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, very good, very good. Uh, absolutely, that is exactly what happened here. Uh, the group narrowly escaped death, again, after Les in his amazing detective uh, skills uh, trying to solve who murdered their friend, uh, who he was not very Patronize successful. me. <laughs> he was not very successful. And then he made, he made the decision to alert the guards that there was a dead body inside of there uh, who came in and seeing and then learning who this dead body was, uh, the uh, Garth, Gar, Gar, uh, Garthak, the uh, the Wintermere's head, like uh, consigliere, the person who's in charge of everything, very very powerful guy, person you guys have had multiple run-ins with here, um, decided to cover it up and said to keep and to clean up this mess. And well, that meant getting rid of anyone who was in there who possibly could have known or identified who this person was who was dead inside of the building. Um, but Les was able to take some of. Um, I believe it was Les who was able to take some of um, her things uh, before, yeah. uh, before, before uh, everything went went uh, you know crazy and stuff like that. But you guys are in the Breaking Waves Monastery. It is roughly late uh, late afternoon for you guys, as you guys did take a little bit of rest in the Stew and Pearl, and then headed out, um, you know, fresh kind of faced uh, to go and find out what's going on here. Um, Tulsi, the uh, individual who you are speaking with, is a very very old looking individual here. Um, you estimate he, he looks he's he's shrunken so far down he looks like a dwarf almost as far as height wise but you estimate that he actually is just a very very old human uh he still looks like he's in pretty good shape in terms of uh muscle mass and things like that um he doesn't look like you know he doesn't skip leg day uh even though he has one mechanical leg uh he is again uh standing in front of you here he has just dismissed his students who have, were in there literally leg day it's literally leg day, exactly. Um, he he uh, he dismissed his students to the top garden because again, you guys are on the very top floor, about thirty-four floors up uh, at the Breaking Ways Monastery. And he asked, I believe it was Ray's or who was it who went over to the bookshelf to grab Rolex. The books. Rolex. Rolex went over to get the book. That's right, because he was supposed to know it when he saw it. Yeah, that's right. he yeah that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, and then Rolex did find a book, and he was bringing the book over to him. Uh, Rolex, uh, is there yeah. anything you want to do before you hand the book over to him? You found the book that you were looking for. Uh, again, it has it had the Jurelic family crest on it, mm -hmm. and it definitely spoke to you. Even though, again, you don't really hear a lot of voices in your head as being a, being a warforged here besides your own and yeah. what you're making things up. But again, this one here, something in your in your 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 memory bank, something inside of you just kind of said. This is the one that it, it is here. It gave you that kind of intuition that you're not necessarily used to having intuition, but it was something that you definitely were gravitated towards. Yeah, it would definitely be a, a pretty cool experience, I think. And it so it, it would probably take a moment for that to click, mm -hmm. um, both literally, literally and audibly. Uh, there'd probably be some <laughs> click there. And uh, I think, I guess the way I'm thinking of it is because this book spoke to him so much he's gonna take what was probably an uncomfortably long pause before walking back with the book looking at it front to back and then like opening up just the the, the front and then the back cover kind of thinking um you know let's go with the presumption that books are similar to what we have today inside the front is like the publisher the date dust, or something dust, like that. Dust, right. Yeah. And then the back might have about the author type of thing. 
um, just looking at that quickly, not like reading the book, but just getting a little idea of what it might be that has made him click. Okay. All right. So uh, you look at this book here and immediately as you look through the, you open it up, you kind of, you hear that kind of like that crackling of a book that's never been opened for a long time. That kind of like, ah, yeah. Okay. And like that kind of a page. And again, some of the dust kind of just comes off of it just a little bit here. Uh, this was prominently placed in the bookshelf. looks like it was a little bit higher. Again, you're, you're taller Warforged. It was a little mm -hmm. bit higher on the shelf here with some uh, older tomes and, Upon pulling it out, you see the initials on the back cover uh, of it. You see an R and a J, uh, R dot Jurlik. So R Jurlik. Okay. Uh, this uh, again, the R you you instinctively go to, and again, your memory hasn't been the same for a very very long time. You nope. were programmed when you initially were made to understand things and be there, but again, something happened uh, in your past that you're still not sure of that has caused you to forget quite a bit of things here um as as again you know you you wanted for your backstory and everything else yeah literally um, not being powered on for 100 years exactly, so there's a pretty exactly, big memory gap <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. now um uh the person's name you would as associate this would be the the last um patriarch of the jurlik family rigel jurlik okay. uh uh it is a history of their family and a kind of a diary of their last days in power inside of Aradin is what you get from just your kind of initial glance over of the book itself. Okay. So that's yeah. definitely, as I bring the book over um, to him uh, and hand it down to him, um, I would want to just stand right next to him and like look over his shoulder while he's yeah. looking in it to see if I can pick yeah. up more. Yeah, as as he walk over, he can he can he can see he sees you like looking down. Uh, you know, your 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 head is still up, but your eyes are just kind of like down, yeah. furiously scanning things <laughs> as you're making your way over. And he you hand over the thing, and uh, he he takes he goes he goes. Uh, all right, let's just take a look at this here. And he looks over at you less, and he goes, uh, "Let's see here. You were the other one who was uh who who saw this 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 creature. Yes, yes, sir." Uh, yes. And he looks over at the two of you, Ray's and Ophidian. Are you guys doing anything specific? Or are you guys just there with them waiting for the reveal? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying. Yeah, I'm just observing everything because I've never been here. And I like to pick up on certain character behaviors of certain people to disguise myself and then is later. later. Okay. Okay. Ray's? <laughs> Literally the exact same. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. As you both are watching this happening, you guys are taking like your notes. You your eyes lock for a second. And you're like, mm, yeah. Raze is just thinking, what would this there. guy look like with a sword in him? That's what Raze is thinking. They start one up. They start one up each other. Like one up each other. Sword, maybe a short sword. Yeah. Yeah. They start one up each other in terms of notes. There's like, no. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So with that. Uh, he starts to thumb through some of the pages and Rolex, as you're overlooking his shoulder and you're, you're furiously scanning through these things here, you can see the, from the front of the book, it's a pretty thick tome. It looks like the handwriting changes throughout the book itself. And at the end of certain chapters, you can see there's a different uh, initial with the last name Jurelik. There's like an F Jurelik. There is a 
G. Gerlich. This you can assume, and you assume that this is um, the last bits of uh, documentation by the patriarch or the matriarch of the family, whoever was in charge of it at that time. And as he gets okay. to the last chapters, he goes through the handwriting changes, and the last couple of chapters it's very sparse as far as what was written there. It, it seems to be much more heavy on the connotation that they're on the run, that they are, you know, uh, they've learned something horrible, and now their entire family's in danger. Um, there are images that are that are that are drawn in, hand drawn in, grayscaled kind of drawings of the house that is on fire, their noble house on fire, and this. Um, triggers in you just some quick flashes of just intense flame and you see your hand reaching down and grabbing somebody who is a bloody mess and pulling them from a fire um, but it, it's it's very staggered very 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 kind yeah. of jarring to you as you're reliving some of these things you you know you kind of start to try to piece together what's going on with it here but as he's going through this here and well this is what you're seeing you're trying to you're starting to get some flashes of when you were first built and maybe first came online with this family yeah. um, before you were shut off from for whatever happened. Um, but less. Is there like a little like loading cycling thing going on both of his eyes? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Rolex, yes. how, how does it, how do, how do your eyes look? It is. So um, an hourglass tilting back and forth. So that, like normally there's just a directed glow from his eye sockets and you, you like see many beams that, that come out maybe half an inch from his eye kind of pointing where he's looking not so much a pupil inside but just like a, a reference to where he's looking and when he's very interested in something these beams will will like stretch further out and you can see like wiggling as he's reading words and scanning back and forth yes. almost like yes. little antennas coming out of his yes. eyes if you ever heard the old tale of Bender from Futurama, his eyes just right in the book. No, and then be fall awesome. out because they're just giant light bulbs. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, so Les, you would, you would easily pick this up here. And even Ophidian and Ray, since you guys are diligently kind of people watching, you would even notice that Ophidian is – I mean, he's been very, very random for you guys. Very random kind of, kind of a, a construct here. You can see he has a laser focus right now that is very unique um, to the situation. But Les, he's turning the pages. And as he turns towards the back of the book, one of the pages flips over. And you can see that long kind of gaunt face of that uh, creature that you assume to be some sort of drow on there you can you can see that his elongated like teeth and his like mm -hmm. uh, sunken in complexion and he is drawn horrifically and he is holding uh what appears to be um the person who drew him is holding uh he's holding on to like a what looks to be a crest of your family mm -hmm. and it's just covered in like uh ash and flame and what it looks like on there and as he gets to that page the old man looks up at you and he sees you know what you you know your your reaction to it uh he turns the book and he goes is this the creature that you all saw so les's eyes are wide open and his jaw dropped he just slowly nods like <laughs> he looks he looks up at you rays and ophidian uh and he goes this here he holds up the book well he so you're saying he's not bad, he's just drawn that way? Oh! <laughs> no. he, he smiles at you and he goes, I like, I like this one. Well, he's all, he, all, he was sketchy then, sketchy now. 
He closed the book with that. Was he always that? Was he always on the side of darkness? <laughs> uh, he go, uh, but upon seeing all of you guys there, he goes, "This is quite disturbing that this creature is still here after so many years." He looks over at you, Les, and he goes, "Did you? Did he? Did he say anything?" What was he doing here? Okay, so who was it? Um, was it Aphidian or was it Rays that pretended to knock me unconscious at the time? I think it was Rays. It was Rays. Um, I pretended to be knocked out by Rays and then uh, they drug me to a table. And as he was about to bite me, I think, he said, he sniffed me and said something like, I recognize that scent or at least someone, it's familiar. Like a relation to or something. It, it was it didn't make any sense to me. He looks up at you, Ray's, and he goes, Do either of you have any information that you might be willing to share that might and he's 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 he's, he's thumbing through the pages still. He's going through that back chapter still looking for something kind of as he's asking these questions to you guys. Well, did he have it? again on the outside? And uh, what did he say again? I forget. It's been um two months for us well, it almost seems like he was trying to suck the soul out of you and he, he has like some powers of necromancy i think didn't he like raise some dead people that's true uh, so, he shot lightning at us which i'm not sure if that's new for him or he's always been doing that kind of thing he looks at you and he goes no no that is that just sounds like it's par on the course for this creature so rolex wanted to look also at the that same sketch where he yeah. was holding the jurlic crest in that sketch, in that drawing, did the creature also have the other family crests on it? He had two of them, not all, not all not, four that you saw there, but he had yeah. two other ones that were, but these ones were like attached. Uh, they weren't attached in the same place that he had. He had them like kind of uh, on his shoulders and he was wearing a little bit different kind of armor on there, but you could recognize them yeah. immediately uh, from there. Definitely would relay that to him then that yes. um, he had multiple other family crests on him when we saw him. Yes, he looks and he goes, uh this is quite disturbing then there's going to be a massive change in power potentially this creature this creature here was part of the zetleta drow clans who once operated a grand city underneath ours they provided much trade in the terms of power for the city back in the days and our family here, and he turns the page here and he goes, ah, here it is. Looks like our family, Rolex and Les, discovered something quite interesting about the Antiva family. Upon bringing this to light, well, this creature appeared and started laying waste to the current hierarchy of families that ruled the city. He turns the page again and he starts reading through more and he goes, it appears. And he kind of puts, he puts, he takes some glasses and they're pretty thick and he puts them down on his, on his face. And he goes, it appears that this creature, this is not maybe the first time this creature has been unleashed on the different peoples of this city. Then this is some very dire news. And then as he turns one more page, 
um, Rolex, you see again um, another an, an interesting passage inside of there. And again, you can interpret it however you want, <laughs> right. but it it definitely speaks to you. Again, you have that intuition that this is something pertaining to maybe you. It is the last the last entry for Rigel Jurlik. He puts in there that. Him, he has tried to save as many of his family as he can. They've been on the run for months. He is exhausted. He's tired. He's worn out. If it wasn't for um, uh, the newest member of our family, uh, uh, one who was not, again, born in, but one who was created, I would not have gotten this far and been able to have written down as much as I have. He is integral to potentially stopping this vicious cycle of the Zetleta clan coming through here. All right. And then... I'm going to file that for a moment. Uh, Rolex specifically wanted to ask, taking the some of the, the verbiage literally, of course, but also kind of seeing past a little bit. Um, he wants to ask, if this creature was unleashed, who is holding the leash? Looks, he, he's going through the book here, and he 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 pulls up just a a very interesting looking. Uh, um, uh, it's like almost like it was folded into the book here. It's like a loose piece of paper that looks like it was kind of ripped out and put in there. And he as he opens it up here, he goes, "Well, according to our former master, the last patriarch, Rigel, all he has is an initial, an F. I'm not sure who he means by this, but." You can see that there's there is just an again a, a crudely drawn image of the creature's face and Zetleta Drow Clan Z B uh, Z D C, and then there's just a little like arrow with a F with a question mark on it. Um, in terms of what he has, he goes, I don't know if our our patriarch maybe knew exactly who it was, but this might be a clue for you. So, huh. and then he's not good. Yeah, and then before we, we'll get to you one second now. Uh, the last thing we see here is less um, uh, in the in the in the diary he goes through, and he says it says in here there is uh, Rigel's last things that are you know this creature that we that has been that we have we have forged uh, is taking the one of the last surviving members of our family. Hmm. Hopefully, they will be able to grow up and again. Uh, reclaim our glory and the initials of that particular person resonates with you very greatly because again you are much younger than Rolex obviously you're not a hundred years old and you were tasked with protecting a certain family member of this particular uh, uh, lineage uh, and keeping them kind of safe and but keeping them safe and secret as they tried to again recate recover their power unfortunately you were not successful in this but the initials are the initials of the family member that you were in charge of protecting their father and uh, their mother. Uh, they, they, both of those had passed. You were protecting their, their daughter at the time. And she has also now passed as she was your, your charge. Uh, you can see that that is the initials of the family, the last members of the family that apparently potentially, again, uh, this is for the players, not for maybe your characters yet, if your character on them, but potentially Rolex's character was integral in getting, the few surviving family members to safety in a way uh, prior to the family's entire collapse. 
<clears throat> the last surviving member was named Shyla something. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Shyla Steelden. Oh. <laughs> All right, Shyla, so Shyla F. Steelden. No, it's, I think it's safe to assume we're talking about Phineas Wintermere because the Wintermere family is basically giving this guy a pass to do whatever the hell he wants. Or they take him off the leech whenever they need to to get stuff done, and then it's, their hands are clean hmm. until now. Uh, okay. What do we know about Phineas besides the little blurb we got? And I don't know. We don't have much on him, actually. Okay. I mean, uh, you've been around, you know, the social circle for a long time here. Uh, maybe not direct access to Phineas, but uh, obviously you right. probably would know a decent amount. Anyone who wants to can make a history check or some sort of check to see what you might remember. You bet your sweet bottom I'm making a history check. What about insight? Can I use insight? Yeah, insight, insight, insight works. I should use history because insight's my good bonus. Nice. Yeah. 15. Yeah. Chris, you were right, Hello? Chris. <laughs> <laughs> if I use history, I'll probably roll it. <laughs> All right. So, Ophidian, um, yeah, you, you, you obviously you know a lot about um, about Fini about Phineas, but you know more than probably most. But most of the stuff you know is been through social gatherings and things like that. You know, like how how he likes his tea. You know how he likes different things. And you're trying to like rack your brain for connections, but unfortunately, um, some of your other team members beat you to maybe some of the connections that you are are trying to learn. So, uh, my question is to all of you as a group, since you passed as a group here, what is what do you want to try to know or discern about Phineas? as far as what what you're trying to figure out how does so, he have a hold over this creature what, what's the connection with him because obviously you know the wintermere families what they're the oldest family in, in town i think and yes. they they kind of have like the monopoly on the magical and technological controls of the city and always have mm -hmm. and it's like this guy is there you know we need something dirty done all right we're gonna pull antiva out of the box and make him go to town on stuff. I'm going to stuff him back in the box, and we don't need him. Okay. Okay. So you're trying to figure out how the connection is there. And yeah. Anybody... It, so yeah, just to, so how's the connection there, and can we sway Antiva to betray his master? Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's what you want now. Since mm -hmm. the, the group passed the check here, I'll open this up to the group here. Is there anything else anyone wants to try to discern, discern with their insight or their history into this, you know, revelation? Uh, his itinerary. Okay, <laughs> that that'd be great. Okay, where he'll be on Saturday. Uh, well, that that's kind of where raises uh, what raises information would be. Well, yes, he would have a decent understanding of uh, Phineas in a a social setting. Most of his information is going to be uh, habits, daily travel, business interactions. Like that, that's that's what Ray's understands. So he's trying to gauge what a about what would he be doing right now okay. and what would he be doing in the coming weeks okay and then um uh less i know that you rolled as well here what about you is there anything that you would like to try to discern uh specifically i didn't really have much of anything uh <laughs> <laughs> you said we could roll so i did <laughs> so we we're doing as a team well usually when i roll history you usually provide said things but i'm trying to think if there's anything 
offhand while they were discussing it. <laughs> no, no, no. If you want, if you wanted to just help the other two with what their questions were, then that's fine as well. So no worries. Okay, so we'll what start is with, their biggest fear? <laughs> so we'll start. We'll start with o- Ophidian's question: Is of how are they connected? Um, you know, racking your brain and kind of going back into some of the notes that you've had from the Pashar family, because each family tries to again undermine the other and dig up dirt and things like that. Uh, being a uh, a legal a paralegal-esque type of counsel for them, uh, you have seen some interesting documents that only the highest level members of the Jandal Pichar family have access to. But again, you being you, you've, you've, you've snuck some peaks. You definitely have, you know, done, done what you needed to do to see what was going on on there. Um, you not know have that, sexual relations. No, I did. I totally did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, there, there was a interesting document that stated and again, this was unconfirmed on the document. You remember reading this here, and it was very, very interesting to you that um, uh, Phineas Wintermere might not be a full human. There was there was questions about what he actually is, as he seemingly he's been in power for some time now. Him and his family. He doesn't seem like he's aged, but again, he visits the spas a lot. Obviously, you know this here. He <laughs> takes care of himself. He eats very well. But even for human standards, he should look older than he does, but he doesn't. He still looks relatively young. Fit. So barring any magical uh, enhancement and like him just taking care of himself, we think, yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah. something else, right? Yeah. So that was something that was written in there. And knowing that that this family, uh, this, this Zetleta clan, they were very powerful. And then they just went away one night when the Wintermere family kind of emerged. There definitely mm. is always been a connection between how did this happen? And again, the Wintermere family, they have kind of rode the laurels of saying, oh, yes, we, we rid the world of, you know, these uh, underground uh, creatures and things and we secured power for our cities and uh, you know we are pushing forward in technology and doing all these wonderful things but there's always been some 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 people who have thought those conspiracy theorists out there uh, that there is a connection between what happened to the drow clan and the, the the wintermere family so who was in the first magical triumvirate that what lady delia wintermere started i know he was who who was that who were the other two then? Yep. Yeah, the, yeah, so there was the uh, the Delathon clan, and then there was the uh, where's my notes here, real quick. The Delathons and the uh, no, that's that's and the Hildy clan are the two that were in there. In terms of that, they are no longer there. But the Pashar family and the Van Hedens now are the ones that have uh, assumed that control. Hmm. Okay. Yep. So history is like, hey, is that let a drop family exist? And all of a sudden the Wintermere gone yep. in there where and those letters are gone. Yep, pretty pretty much. And again, it, it, it was so long ago, and it, it has been something that is common with these families who are in power to get usurped or get destroyed or wiped out to a degree, that it it's never been openly questioned as far as uh, you know general daily living you know this is just this life how things are here you know um uh but it, for those who are in power and those who are trying to assume power and take power from other people it's very interesting so rolex uh any and then, more uh, of your people exist or you gotta kick your memory into gear maybe you remember something this piece of information stuck in that brain of yours i do not know you were there uh, guess what? you were there 
<laughs> you were there. I do not know how to unstuck it if it is there. Mm. Do we have any information on other family members besides Phineas? Fin uh, yes, there are two other family members, but they are both not in the city, and they haven't been in the city for some time. They are actually touring uh, um, the other parts of Aridin. So Aridin is built into big, massive districts, and this particular area here, this massive swath of things, is controlled by the um, Wintermere, Pashar, and uh, 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 the Wintermere, uh, the Pashar, and the uh, Van Hayden family. So, Rays, would that be something you guys are keeping track of, like other members' movements and such? Not that you want to divulge that to me, but I, you know, <laughs> we can get to Phineas yeah. through other, other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, so again, going to Rays' question here as far as schedule and stuff. There has been a lot of reports that um, uh, Phineas has been more reclusive lately uh, because of the power shortage and, of course, the horrible attack on his, you know, sky ships that he was building here. Who, who knew what happened to those? Uh, <laughs> but uh, that created that threw a massive kink in his plans. He has been spending more and more time at the city's power plants uh, versus actually venturing out and actually going out and doing his normal traditional runs of meeting the people, um, you know, spending time in the higher uh, end districts of Wintermere and things like that. Um, he does make his way to um, the central uh, cathedral uh, that is in um, the Winter's Peak district. Um, this here is something he does typically once a week uh, to meet some of the high priests and people of that nature there uh, to, again, just 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 like you know you know uh people going to like church on 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 sundays and things like that here so that's the only thing that he has kind of kept consistent but you do know and your your people are very much aware that he is in and around the power plant very very consistently right now as uh at, over the past several basically since you guys have sabotaged the um the sky ships when you, before we started playing here and as far as your uh what you guys did right before uh you guys jumped into this so uh, in response to Ophidian's question, uh, the family won't get us anywhere. Phineas has been rather reclusive, at least socially. Most of his attention has been diverted towards the power plants. It's rare to see him out and about, even at gatherings of members of high society. The only place to find him consistently, if rarely, is the cathedral in the Winter's Peak District. What's the access like at that cathedral? Is that something we can you know, manage? You know, you know he's he, no, you know he's like the Pope when it comes down to getting in there. Uh, he is much. He is very difficult because there his entire protectorate guard is around him during those times. Uh, the only people who really get close to him are the high priests. And priestess. Is there like a cover charge to get in, though, or you just can't get close to him once you're in? No, no, uh, um, no. You, it's, there's, there's no charge to go into the actual cathedral. It is a massive one. Many people attend to it here. Um, those who are considered lower class typically are further back in seating and things like that, and they typically don't get a chance to get as close. Um, but uh, the uh, there's no there's no charge to get in or anything okay. like that here. So it's not but like an is, exclusive is, thing. Yeah, but he is very very tough to get to okay. uh, because also the people who are considered high class and high society and that they go to this place too and they try to to again 
meet with this person, you know, uh, do the whole kind of, you know, oh, good, so good to see you here and have that kind of FaceTime with them during this time that he is there. And it's very, very, very busy, very, very much, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, sh- you know, fast handshakes and going around and doing those kind of things there. So it's possible. You guys definitely know, but it would take some definite planning and some, you know, um, uh, uh, some luck to get that close to him in this particular setting here. We had a thief. We could get someone to shake his hand with a poison. That'd be quick acting. <laughs> it's we don't that. need him dead yet. <laughs> yeah, we need to verify, or we need to get him. Need to entice him to get come out somewhere, which is probably not going to happen. We need it's to entice him to, to get... hand over control of his assets, and then we yeah. can kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Does this smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> no, just arsenic. Okay, <laughs> that's my move. <laughs> All right. So, so as 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 Tulsi is looking through the the book here, and he's still doing things, and you guys are you know having your conversation here, what do you guys want to do? You said that he was dead, um, but obviously he's alive. Is, do you know how he died? Uh, what do you mean that he is dead? I didn't. I, who's dead? The, this creature. Antiva. Yeah, Antiva. Yeah. I thought he was dead. Obviously, you you're the ones who are telling me that he's alive. Well, how did he die? You, is that written somewhere? Or uh, no, it's not written anywhere here. It's just I assume. I mean, this creature must be hundreds of years old, hundreds and hundreds of years. So, old. Ba- based on that book, um, Jason, as Rolex was looking, what would be the last estimated date in that book where it was mentioned, where Antifa was mentioned? Uh, it was roughly around ninety-seven years ago. Yeah, so that's what Rolex would point out. You know, perhaps we thought he was dead because. He has not been heard of for 97 years. Hmm. And that, was... rough, that roughly coincides with the time mm. that you, you were deactivated as well, yeah. as far as how, that blank space inside your memory. Okay. Do we have, uh, is that any of that underground city where the Trout Clans rule? Does that still exist? Yeah. Still... Are you asking Tulsi or are you asking just me in general? Uh, no, Tulsi, if he knows. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He looks and he goes, he looks at you and he goes, yes, there are multiple access points to it. Some of the cave systems, and he, he, he goes back and he, he flips back through like two chapters earlier, which goes back, you know, you know, uh, several, several years, uh, in the Rigel book, book of uh, their family stuff here. And he pulls out a, a, he kind of like just very gently, like pulls out a map and he hands Mm, it to me. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, yes, uh, 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 Elena uh, Julik here, she was uh, one of our matriarchs, and uh, she would often head down into these letter drow clans um, areas here to negotiate things for the city as far as power use and things. Uh, there are, looks, about four or five points, but I know time has passed some, there's been hundreds of years. I'm not sure if all the points are accessible, but here he, she hands it over. He hands it over to you, and you can see uh, this woman here. She, she very very talented, you know, uh, you know, map uh, making skills from this person, and you can see um, looking into the Everland Forest, there is roughly about four entrances. And since you guys grew up in the city, you guys know enough about it here. You probably estimate that, you know, we between the four of you, you can find your way to some of these tunnels here. Um, if you want to make me a survival check, you can, I can see if you can see if you can maybe know which one will be your best shot. Um, unless you would like to try something else. 
I'm more interested to see if anything lines up with that cathedral or anywhere that Phineas might be. If I can come up into one of their buildings from one of that city. Make make a make a uh, either investigation check or a survival check to see if you can understand how this map is overlaid with what you currently know. Can I assist him? Sure. Uh, assist sure. him with this because of my understanding of uh, their their assets. Like, oh, uh, this is they actually do have control of this here. Sure, absolutely. Go ahead. And uh, I, I just want to mention uh, for for our own. Uh, theater of the mind reference we've spent a lot of our time now on the northwest corner of the map and jason you mentioned the everland forest and that's on the northeast corner so it is a bit of distance from where we are now but it's still it's not like going all the way across city down um yeah through and take a few days of travel might have to grab a train um so although the river seems to go all the way through there too i don't know if we've tried water travel yet no we haven't yet not yet um so should I be rolling? Yeah. yeah. The so, same? Uh, so yes, yeah, so you can one of you either either Chris can roll with uh, advantage, or you can both roll to take the highest of the two. Chris, take take the advantage. Your survival's higher than mine. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's the same. Nice. I, I want to give you something to feel good about. <laughs> hey. And then oh, he rolls nice. good. That's well, all. He, de- he, de- yeah. he definitely feels better about that here. That's so, what we need, uh, well, Eli. Next time, Chris. Now, I would have had like a one. Next time, Chris is going to roll, Eli. Give him some uh, some yeah. confidence booster. Okay. Again. All right. So I should so, be giving y'all bardic inspiration. There you go. <laughs> all right. So looking over the the overlay of the st- of of the city uh, of the city here, Zetleta Drow Clan's uh, main uh, city was built primarily under the Everland Forest, but there is definitely a overlay in um, in Hightown. Hightown is a place where most of the noble and the elites, you know, really live at here. And there is, if you look at the actual um, northwest corner of the map, uh, sorry, northeast corner of the map here, there is a compound that is surrounded by fencing. This mm-hmm. is Lord Wintermere's estate, and there is what appears to be a series of roads that are kind of over if you like put the map over like a current map of Aridin here and you're you know you're 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 figuring out here there is a series of networks of roads or it looks like tunnels that are right directly underneath that particular estate um there doesn't seem to be anything uh that connects underneath like say the winter's peak district or things like that here um there are some what looks to be out branching tunnels that go through like the pashar farm fields and the farmlands and stuff but uh the main part of that city was built up into the everland forest underneath it and then there is like a network of tunnels that goes through high town with the majority of them convening underneath that large compound that is you know uh, lord phineas wintermere's estate Okay, and just uh, clear this up. I'm just rereading some of the notes. Uh, Pashar family, Duke Jondal has he's part of a lineage of elves. Is he elvish himself? Or yes, he is, he is. He is. He is. He is part elvish himself. Yes, and you would uh, know supposedly you work, for his, you work for his family, right? But supposedly the lineage he comes from has ties to the Zetleta Drow clan. Is there any information I could pull from that that might help us out? He does not speak of it openly. This is something that you had learned about him (laughs) that he does not openly talk about. So you can go try to find him and and, and get that out of him if you would like here, but that's something that's something that only your character would know. So that, that, that is a, that is a special thing that your character would know about this particular individual. (laughs) But it also again, solidifies the idea that, 
this is why they, the Jean de Clochard, this is why he has been actively investigating and, you know, working against Phineas Wintermere. Right. This is interesting. That is a massive amount of real estate for the Wintermere uh, family estate. Yep, um, it, should, it should piss you off is what it should do. For, oh, it does. <laughs> Absolutely. For, for, for those listening, uh, we do have a, a, a map of the section of the city that we're in. This, the estate for this one family is larger than the combined area of two of the city's ghettos. Mm-hmm. It is larger than the entire docks district. It is a massive estate. I want to see it burn. <laughs> and That's a lot of fire. You might get your chance. Yeah, you guys might get your chance. It depends on what you guys want to do. So you guys have quite a bit of information now as far as what's going on. Um, some revelations for some of your from some of your uh, from some of your uh, group members here on uh, their backstories and things like that. What do you guys want to do? What do you think, Ray's? This doesn't seem like a upfront kind of thing. This is going to be real messy, man. I gotta go make some. Uh, I gotta go send some messages. <laughs> uh, I want to send some information off to my uh, Yuan Chi guys. Okay. And even uh, I'll toss some stuff to uh, Annette too, because um, she's got more feelers out than you know. And yeah, you know, I like to bank uh, throw some stuff back at her and see what she comes back with. Okay. All right. And plus, I like to uh, you know make waves. So I know she likes publishing things just to cause problems, which sometimes helps okay. us out. All right, so so it'd be a grand total if you're depending how many. We'll say if you're sending out multiple messages, uh, if you're sending out two of them a piece, then it's what ten gold for for sending out those messages here. If you're sending it out, I believe at the highest rate that we had <laughs> discussed. Yep. Okay, so, so mark off ten, mark off ten gold then for me. Um, Express Les, mail. Less Rolex. What are you guys doing with this information? I'm going to say Rolex is still way interested in the book and. If if he if he can get it handed back to him, the idea of these flashes of insight, memory, you know, glitches, I'd I'd like to read more and see yeah. if I can spark something. Sure, Especially yeah. when Ophidian said there's something stuck in there. Um, I'm like, well, what can I do to unstuck it? And since I had a flash with this book in front of me, I'd like to see what more I might be able to do. Absolutely. With that, uh, uh, you know, Tulsi, he, he, he looks at, he sees, he sees what you're doing. He goes, uh, here you go, Rolex, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, oh, you can take that for now. Too bad we didn't have a, this chick artificer that kind of knew stuff about Warforge, maybe. You might be able to help out. <clears throat> yes, Shyla is dead. I will miss her. Oh, you, you, you lost a friend along the way. I'm so sorry to hear that. She seemed talented, and she was interested in my abilities. And uh, then like someone a... put a sword inside of her where it didn't belong. Yeah, she was trying to do a sword swallowing trick in the orca. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! He looks. He looks over at you, Les, and he's like, "What about you, young man? How are you?" I'm dying inside a little bit from the events that recently happened, but I'm starting to recover with the help of my friends, especially my buddy Rolex. It's good to learn more about the family I once watched, though, um, even though that's more tragic death. Well, death is all around us here, but if you go around upholding your oath to the family, then they will live on in some way. I do have one last question about this Antiva monster i'm gonna say that keeps popping back up through history Mm -hmm. were there any main events that happened that 
just before the disappearance or death, as it were, um, of Antiva? Uh, so, so, so your question is, was there any more? Uh, a main event that happened that led to, that may have led to the reason why uh, they disappeared. Oh, so, the, uh, so, so, so he goes back and he goes, it's, it's unclear. According to my studies and what was written by our, our family, there was a massive outcry. The Zetleta Drow clan were threatening the very livelihood of the city by withholding the power sources that governed daily life for them. Uh, our family, the Zurich family, pressed very hard against them and again campaigned to a peaceful solution for things but then this creature was unleashed our families started disappearing it seems to happen around massive shifts in I, d I don't want to say political power but things that will affect the city as a whole these commodities like power water food i mean that's how the jandal family came into play jandal family they they came in and were able to miraculously reinvigorate the farm fields that fed our population. Mm. It is quite interesting how these things happen, but at least from my understanding, this creature has been unleashed when it seems like the status quo is being upset. And then once the family gets what they want, they rest it probably. And now that they want something else, they're bringing him back. Potentially, potentially. If you saw him inside this district here, again, he looks down. There's like newspapers around here, the the Erding Gazette and things like that. He look, he kind of looks and he goes, "This is quite disturbing. That if this creature was inside that quarantine zone, and they're saying that the quarantine was just a hapless accident. Well, I can only imagine what." truly is going on with that. It's a mess. And we're trying to do the best to help out and maybe get these guys in trouble, but they're so powerful, it's like... I would advise caution with this creature. If it has been alive for as long as it has and has wiped out as many families as it had, it is not something to be taken lightly. Well, yes, if we run well, into it again, we'll try to take care we. of it. <laughs> he looks at you, Ray, and he goes, I have no doubts about that, especially if you are in the company of two of the guardians of the Jurelik family. I'm sure that these two have nothing but the best taste in friends. We like Truly. to think so. Does... Yes. Tulsi have any information about the Archmaid Juland of Nestora Tower? Like, is that guy, does he back any of these families? Does he kind of do his own thing? Yeah, so, well, you know, honestly, you guys probably wouldn't even need his insight for this. You guys grew up inside the town. You know the city. He is somebody who is independent, which is why he's on an island by himself. He's uh, just kind of vibing. Yeah, he, he, is, he is incredibly powerful mage and only those who are incredibly gifted and who pass certain trials are even permitted to see him or speak with him on his particular island um he does not answer to anybody uh he he does participate in things so again if something happens in the city or if say the families need something that's going to be um 
uh, arcane in nature, you know, he will respond. But he's he's a little reclusive, and he's done so because people who he has taught, he has had there are there are there are like those penny dreadful comics that are out around the street and stuff like that uh, of some of the people who have. Um, he's tried to train or, or 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 teach things and they have taken his knowledge and used it for you know bad bad with bad intentions and things and so he is definitely uh one of those teachers. but he's yeah he's independent though he does not actually talk or deal with or have allegiance to any one family in particular okay. interesting mm -hmm. yeah. that's why that's why he's on an island by himself Okay, what do you guys want to do? Uh, Ray's is just going to move over to the door and signaling. He's ready to leave when everybody else is. Uh, he doesn't particularly want to engage in conversation with this elderly gentleman. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just something to... about him feels off. <laughs> yeah, he seems like honest and sincere. Avoid <laughs> this guy. I don't like it. Yeah. That, that is actually a character trait for Ray's. He yeah. does not trust honest people. He doesn't have purple hair, so he's not an easy target. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Les and Rolex, uh, as oh, you see Ophidian and Ray's both inching their way towards the door, um, <laughs> what do you two want to do? Do you have a scroll of Speak the Dead by chance? <laughs> Just he goes, why would you need a scroll of speaking with the dead? That was a joke. I'm just kidding. You can always speak to them as much as you want. It's a yeah. question of whether they... As, as, you, as you say you were joking, you see him actually turn and look at a wall of scrolls and he goes, oh, all right, we're fine. Um, <laughs> I guess you don't need the scroll of wish. You don't need to speak with the dead. You know, the somehow casts wall of fire and sets them all ablaze. Meteor swarm. Um, who needs it? <laughs> so Ro Rolex will seeing the others getting ready to go. Um, Rolex will will ask him, um, "May I? May I keep or, or, or borrow this book and return it at a later date?" He looks at you and he goes. He takes out like a little library stamp card. He takes the book. <laughs> He, he puts it on there and he goes, uh, yes, there you are, Rolex. Uh, please uh, take good care of it. Uh, what are the late fees? Because I'm going to have to keep track of them for him. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Since you are old family members here, I won't put any late fees on this book. But uh, kind of like our own property, right? Yeah. Just... But, 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 but Rolex, please, please uh, take care of this. It's, it's, it's one of a kind. I will. I value the information it uses in my mind. Yes. Yes, and as he's as he says here, and you might need this as well. And he pulls uh, from his around his neck. He pulls this. It is a it is a small medallion. And as he hands it over to you, he goes, "I was told a long time ago that one day that somebody would come and again avenge the family, and they would require this book. They would require maybe my my guidance on this. This is why I opened up this monastery and have maintained, you know, uh, the, the allegiance to the family here. Uh, I don't know what it does, but Rolex, I feel that you need this. If you put it in your disk drive, you'll get all your memories back. Yes. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. take it and, a, and stare at it for yeah. a few moments. Is there anything special about it uh, on um, its surface? Make an inside check or an investigation check for me. Well, you know, that's it's a really... CD dash DVD. It's a three. It's a three and a quarter inch floppy disk. Is what it is. That, I mean, that's <laughs> really good. I think. It, yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, 
investigation because I'm the intelligent type. Um, let's see how that goes. What were the really big ones? Oh, yeah. I'm oh, super intelligent. Yeah, 27 yeah. would let me yeah. figure something out yeah. maybe. So you looking at this here, you you immediately know that this is, there's something inside of it. Um, it is mechanical in nature, and again, the Zurich family were very, very, actually very, very talented um, artificers. Uh, had very, very talented artificers that helped build constructs and stuff, which is how you were forged. Um, uh, it requires a a basically almost like a ritual to ritual casting time of like ten minutes to actually get it to open up here. But it is a one-time use kind of a thing, and you're not sure exactly what's inside of it here. But you do know that this is some type of a weapon that they have given you. Um, and with that, you know that again, your fam your family that you were forged from, they weren't stupid they were very very smart and they again had some pretty powerful things so with that you take a look at this and you and again you you almost had those flashbacks again to back in the day and you were walking into some some laboratories and you can see some of the uh, family members they're smiling waving at you and they're building you know different constructed parts they're building different things here and you can see you reaching towards something that was very similar and a hand comes and just kind of grabs yours and you see this woman she looks at you she goes and she puts her hand and then that kind of flashes away from you here so again you you definitely know that this is a weapon but you're not sure what it does yet but you are very familiar with how it works you know that it needs time to open and to activate um you're just not sure what the outcome will be okay it's not like clearly labeled in case of antifa no, no. break charm yeah break yeah, charm yeah, use no. this throw okay. this at this person here um uh, but yeah that, that, that's what you but he say. was wearing it and so i will just mimic the reverse of the motion he used to take it off, I will use to put it on. And um, I guess I have nothing to tuck it into, so it's going to sit yeah, on the outside. On the side, yeah. um, the so outside. hopefully it's not too flashy on the outside of uh, what my normal look is, although I won't really care. I know okay. a bling shop. We can put some diamonds around it. <laughs> sure. Uh, why not? Okay. All right. So, um, uh is that all for you guys at this particular location are you guys done yeah, i will say that as as we walk out um the rolex is pretty much not going to take his eyes off the book and will probably stumble into people more than once and i'll try to bring that up as we go gotcha gotcha okay yeah. uh, uh all right so as uh rolex starts to walk towards the door here and again you can see he's just going to walk through the door he's actually not going to stop yeah. raise no fitting you guys kind of quickly just open the door into the hallway and <laughs> As you guys open the door and Rolex steps through the hallway, he steps into the end of the episode. Uh, so I think that's where we'll take our. Damn it! It was my forward. fault this time. It was your fault this time. I still opened the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. That's a good door. point. You know what open had me door. all distracted? One of the the drawings in the book was of this really heroic looking tiefling holding a can of some drink. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Got to have that product placement somewhere. So. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that was that will cross in here we'll find out where the group wants to go in the next game and we will see everyone on the next yeah and we'll be back episode. in just a few minutes live for now we'll wrap this one up and we all say bye bye adios the preceding podcast was brought to you by one joe young you can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com Thank you for your time, sir. Your advice was very helpful. And uh, oh, crap, they're leaving me. I got to go. <laughs>